Good morning, and welcome back to Don't Forget Friday. Today's opening quote, and I quote, I've learned that fear limits you and your vision. It serves as blinders to what may be just a few steps down the road for you. The journey is valuable, but believing in your talents, your abilities, and your self-worth can empower you to walk down an even brighter path, transforming fear into freedom. How great is that? End quote. That from one of my favorite journalists, Soledad O'Brien. Benjamin Papp Singleton was born a slave in Nashville, Tennessee in 1809 and worked for much of his life as a cabinet maker. After being sold to the Deep South, Singleton escaped to Canada. But it was not long before he moved to Detroit, Michigan, where he operated a boarding house where fugitive slaves were often housed. After the end of the Civil War, Singleton moved back to Nashville to work as a carpenter. Singleton was convinced that the key to salvation for blacks was farm ownership and that it was his God-given duty to remove blacks from the South. Although he first attempted to acquire land in Tennessee in the late 1860s, by 1871, Singleton and his associates had turned their eyes to Kansas. And in 1878, Singleton led his first emigrants, a party of 200 settlers, to Kansas. Between 1877 and 1879, Singleton had, through the Edgefield Real Estate and Homestead Association, which he had formed, steered more than 20,000 migrants to Kansas. For this work, Singleton has been accredited as the father of the Exodus. Hmm, a sort of Moses. And although it is not entirely true that he was the whole cause of the Kansas immigration, as he claimed, Singleton is without a doubt a leading contributor. Singleton did not end his work here, though. In 1883, he sensed a renewed interest in migration, and so he attempted to encourage blacks to emigrate to the island of Cyprus. Fascinating. Which he thought would eventually become an Afro-American nation. This venture was not successful, and so in 1885, Singleton formed the United Transatlantic Society in order to bring African Americans back to their fatherland, as he called it, of Africa. However, this group too was not very successful, and this was largely the end of his career. Singleton moved to Kansas City, Missouri in the 1880s and lived the rest of his life there. He passed on February 17, 1900, at the age of 91. Let it be known, at times, it's not the results, but the attempts that matter. But as Cervantes said, more eloquently than I could, the journey is better than the end. William Wells Brown was an African-American anti-slavery lecturer, groundbreaking novelist, playwright, and historian. He is widely considered to have been the first African-American to publish works in several major literary genres. Known for his continuous political activism, especially in his involvement with the anti-slavery movement, Brown is widely known and acclaimed for the effectiveness of many of his writings. Brown was born to a white father and an enslaved mother on a plantation outside of Lexington, Kentucky, most likely in 1814. He spent his childhood and much of his young adult life as a slave in St. Louis, Missouri, working a variety of trades. Brown slipped away from his owner's steamboat while it was docked in Cincinnati, Ohio, and thereafter declared himself a free man on New Year's Day, 1834. 
Shortly thereafter, he was taken in and helped to safety by Mr. and Mrs. Wells Brown, a white Quaker family. William would adopt their names out of respect for the help they provided him. William Wells Brown settled briefly in Cleveland, Ohio, where he married a free African-American woman. They had two daughters. Later, Brown moved his family to Buffalo, New York, where he spent nine years working both as a steamboat worker on Lake Erie and a conductor for the Underground Railroad. By 1843, Brown was lecturing regularly on his experiences in slavery for the Western New York Anti-Slavery Society. By that time, he had also become deeply committed to lecturing on behalf of women's rights and temperance laws. It was this involvement as a prominent speaker that many historians and scholars suggest provided the trajectory for his later career as a writer. By 1845, in the wake of tremendous success of Frederick Douglass's narrative autobiography, Brown published his own narrative of William W. Brown, a fugitive slave, written by himself. The resounding success of his narrative led Brown to travel across Europe between 1849 and 1854, where he delivered more than a thousand speeches. He also wrote two additional books, Three Years in Europe, published in 1852, and his first travel book ever to be written by an African-American, while Clotel, which appeared a year later, is one of his earliest novels, written by an African-American and the first to be published by a British publishing house. In 1858, his play, The Escape, became the first play ever to be published by an African-American. As slavery ended, Brown's career as a traveling speaker slowed, and he eventually settled in Boston, where he lived until his passing in 1884. William Wells Brown, author, philanthropist, lecturer, writer, playwright, historian, railroad conductor, traveler, a true renaissance man. Stay tuned for the, for the conclusion of today's Don't Forget Friday. Ebony Contrarian, out for now.